Hello everyone! Welcome aboard to Thundercode's non-profit Digital Voyage, a show where we talk about tech, social and public good, and how you can get involved. I'm your host, Timelia, and I hope everyone can sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. If you're ready, let's set sail! And now, on to our episode. Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode. Today, I'm joined with the CEO of Food Aid Foundation. Would you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Hello everyone, my name is Del. Um, you can call me uh, Delphine or Del. Yeah, I'm the CEO of Food Aid Foundation. Uh, it's happy to be here and thanks for uh, inviting uh, Food Aid Foundation to be on this podcast. Yeah. Hello, hello, welcome, welcome. Um, I was wondering just to you know get to know you a little bit better. Um, did you come from a NGO background or a volunteering background before you took on this role, or um, if you weren't, so if you weren't, um, what made you switch? Mm, okay, um, a bit of a bit of personal background. Yeah, I mm. I have not uh, worked officially in any NGO in the past, but I have been actually volunteering with uh, social enterprises, uh, mainly uh, in the food industry. Uh, mm-hmm. And I actually support some of the social enterprises uh, to look into their business strategy because I actually came from a business uh, development background. I, I used to work in a corporate for mm-hmm. about 15 years. And uh, and because of my interest in social entrepreneurship, I actually did my uh, uh, postgraduate studies in uh, social entrepreneurship and I started to work with uh, a few social enterprises and they are in the F&B industry. They work with farmers. Um, they, they work with... Uh, is the issues such as uh, uh, food waste uh, management and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I know about Food Aid Foundation, uh, but Food Aid Foundation was not a social enterprise uh, uh, since the inception. Yeah, uh, It is a non-profit organization, but the uh, solution and the problems that they are doing is uh, more on a uh, more on a large scale compared to uh, social enterprises. Um, and uh, from volunteering with all these social enterprises and understanding about our food waste issue, um, I got very intrigued to, to look into um, some of the industry, um, especially in the F&B industry. Yeah? We have a mm. lot of uh, problems and gaps um, uh, I mean, from the, in, the, in the food system itself. Um, mm-hmm. so, and from there, I actually looked into... Uh, some of the platform. So I started volunteering with Food Aid Foundation during the pandemic. Uh, but because I am uh, quite, uh, uh, I, I did not, I did not do most of the physical work. So I actually work from home for mm. Food Aid Foundation, uh, mainly to look into some of the strategy and and also proposal developments. Yeah, uh, to guide some of the uh, uh, projects. Yeah, uh, to look into. Um, what we can uh, further develop uh, for a foundation uh, moving forward. So I started off with volunteering, and uh, and and after having some conversation with the founder, Mr. Ritchie, uh, mm. and I understand that uh, moving forward, we we wanted to do a lot more innovative approach, adopting some of the social entrepreneurship uh, 
methods yeah in order mm-hmm. to achieve uh, sustainability for the organization so mm-hmm. if uh, if you're aware that uh, i mean maybe some of the uh, audience or listeners would, would know a bit of differentiation between non-profit and social enterprise um a lot of uh, non-profit organization these days are just not just malaysia yeah, around the world um mm-hmm. we have been looking into some ways to sustain ourselves yeah because we know that donations are uh, our only income yeah, in the past for uh, many years but we should not actually rely on just donations um, right. uh, of course we welcome donations especially during a crisis yeah? just to give you some example um, during the COVID pandemic uh, Fuey Foundation has never stopped yeah? uh, so it has been you know we worked 365 days along with many volunteers who came uh, who came and helped us uh, to do the food aid distributions uh, to all the needy family um, so and during the flood I think if you are aware about the uh, major flood that happens in Selangor, Pahang and Sembilan. So we're very much into emergency and disaster crisis uh, uh, food relief. So, and of course, uh, all all these emergencies, uh, we need a lot of donations, yeah, Uh, so that we can mobilize the uh, supplies and resources in time and in a very responsive manner to, to the needy. Um, so during non-crisis time, so uh, of course we will still be doing some of the regular uh, food rescue. So every day our trucks go and pick up, uh, you know, about two tons of uh, surplus vegetables, uh, rescue food, um, and also uh, food manufacturers. Um, they have a product who are maybe you know they have some damage or off-label packaging um, and even like best before a new expiry product when we say new expiry sometimes uh, we even get uh, a product that has a more than one year shelf life mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. some are very short like two to three months but uh, after doing some assessment and also some food safety tests uh, we, we are very sure that these are these food are still safe for consumption we even have our food test lab uh, to to basically go through some of the uh, tests, yeah, uh, and uh, and to ensure to ensure that the food are still edible and safe to cons- consume, and mm-hmm. that's yeah. So we even have uh, uh, we also uh, collect frozen food, yeah, because uh, frozen even raw raw material like um, raw chicken, raw fish. Yeah, uh, so those are frozen, and we also collect a uh, frozen bakery product. So as you know, bakery product they could not, uh, they can't, they, they, not, they do not have a very long shelf life. So, uh, mm-hmm. but manufacturers make it in the frozen form, and uh, that's where we we can collect and we can still keep them for at least you know one to two weeks, and uh, and distribute to the to the homes and the recipients ASAP. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's pretty much what we do uh, on a, a do, on a normal and and day to day operations. Um, so. So again, we are also looking into a way to sustain and further uh, uh, extend our 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 outreach yeah, to more remote area. So and uh, so as a as the leader of the company right now, um, uh, we have to of course look into a more uh, innovative and more sustainable way of managing our resources. So and and that's why since last year we have extended our outreach to a lot of um, uh, very um, passionate and like-minded. Uh, uh, NGOs on ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so in every state right now, we have uh, across the 11 states, we work with uh, partners. Uh, we have a branch in Kota Baru uh, because uh, Kelantan being the poorest state in Malaysia, uh, we have actually uh, set up the branch there in, since uh, 2018. 
um, basically to uh, offer uh, to, to provide yeah uh, to provide our food aid uh, and we rescue we also rescue food and uh, uh, fresh uh, vegetables and from supermarkets and, and bakery product and uh, send it to the to the homes and also uh, community center yeah so but moving forward you know um, it is um, so we know that this this uh, this mission is uh, um, especially now with, with the with the height of uh, food prices and all that you know we mm-hmm. mentioned mm-hmm. all that so, yeah 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 the uh, the the poor people are uh, I mean not just the poor people the welfare homes you know and many segments yeah uh, uh, at the at the B forty yeah we say with the bottom of the pyramid they are struggling yeah uh, uh, in in fact uh, since pandemic until now yeah um, and we are not seeing so at first, at first we thought that um, COVID is going to be over very soon and uh, we <laughs> resume the normal operation That's but what a lot uh, of people think. <laughs> But over the last two months, right, when I'm looking at our operational data and statistics, right, we are not slowing down. So this is quite sad, you know, because of mm. course, you know, um, uh, we, 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 we still can carry on with our mission, of course, but we, we are not slowing down in the sense that, um, uh, the volume and the magnitude, you know, of course, we are not getting, uh, we are not doing thousands of uh, food distribution every day right now, uh, like what happened during the pandemic, but we, we, we see people still suffer and still struggling and, uh, and with the food price increases, you know, we even got called that, you know, um, because everyone's uh, budget has been reduced, yeah, um, they could not afford, uh, uh, you know, they could not afford to buy more chicken protein, especially, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, especially in the refugee center, you know, they have growing kids, growing teens, you know, and 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 if the center could not afford to buy a uh, uh, nutrient nutritious, you know, uh, a balanced diet, they they can just feed them with more rice, you know, and I I, it, I actually got a call from from out of the center that you know, can you send us more rice, you know, we can't we can't afford many others, but uh, at least you know, uh, don't get the ki- don't get the kids go hungry, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So at least they can eat more rice. But we know that by just eating rice is not sufficient. So again, everyone talks about food security and all that. Um, mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, food security also involves uh, 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 not just accessibility but affordability. So these are the aspects that we are we are seeing that things are not slowing down. Uh, it's uh, so it's it's been it's a bit very challenge yeah for for a non profit organization like us um, looking into in, into the sufferers yeah uh, sufferings of all this uh, uh, segment. Um, so again, we also hope that um, we can uh, uh, develop more interesting and. Uh, uh, innovative programs or even product or services that we can market, yeah, we can sell in a sense. Of course, you know, as a non-profit organization, we can't sell products, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we wish to we wish to design a, a more uh, empowerment program uh, in order to help the the community. So these are the uh, so we hope that by doing all this empowerment program, uh, we can work with social enterprises. We can work with individuals who wanted to become a social entrepreneur. You know, and then from there we give, we give them some skills. Uh, of course, uh, it will be involved uh, food, food preparation like um, culinary, baking, uh, and entrepreneurship skills. Um, so we are looking into a few programs that uh, we can empower people through uh, skills and vocational uh, training. Yeah, uh, of course, all must be uh, food related. Yeah, because we are in the food. <laughs> That's yes, true. Yes. Yeah. So, so we are hoping to change, you know, the narrative of uh, other than just giving them the food, as in feed them the fish. Why don't we mm-hmm. um, we also teach them how to fish? Yeah. So um, we have a central kitchen here that we can actually produce. I mean, during emergency time, we produce uh, hot meals. You know, uh, uh, thousands mm-hmm. of hot meals every day. Yep. 
Um, so and uh, and of course now we don't have that crisis now. We we hope yeah not to have so many every year. So mm-hmm. during this this uh, norm, I would say you know uh, our normal operations. So our kitchens are available, so we can we can actually uh, work out some. Uh, we, we we conduct uh, uh, training programs. Uh, we also work with uh, individuals or social entrepreneurs who wanted to try out uh, food, you know, uh, food recipe, and uh, perhaps looking into how they want to scale up their production. Um, mm-hmm. Because we have freezer, we have uh, we have all sorts of equipment like a retort machine, you know, to look mm-hmm. into a production and packaging process. And uh, we are also hoping in to work with many um, we hope work with nutritionists or even like culinary experts to look into how can we make a uh, affordable nutritious meal from the food that we rescue from all the sources. Um, mm-hmm. One of the wish is actually we hope to also develop our very own emergency ration because we know that um, you know um, if we can actually uh, pre-cook or prepare you know meals and freeze them up yeah frozen meals and we mm-hmm. store it for emergency purpose that will actually help us to uh, mobilize the uh, the the resources more quickly during crisis. So mm-hmm. these are these are some of the plans that uh, we have been doing uh, uh, a bit here and there, yeah, pre pre COVID time. Uh, mm-hmm. But now now it, it seems that you know uh, because of the climate change uh, uh, concern, uh, we are likely to see that you know um, unfortunately yeah unfortunately we we need to prepare more yeah so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, we also see people suffer, yeah, uh, uh, even, you know, uh, living costs and all that. So we hope that we can still constantly rescue more and more uh, food that is edible, that is safe to consume and uh, send it out to, to people who need it. Yeah, and and the other the other aspect is uh, what about the food that is not edible, yeah, because sometimes we rescue the food and, and it is already, it has gone bad, yeah, it has gone bad. So we don't really we don't send them to the landfill. What we do is actually we have we work with um, we work with uh, black soldier fly farms. So every week they will pick up yeah those uh, those uh, food waste which is not not edible yeah so we call it inedibles um, and and send it to the black soldier farm uh, and also uh, uh, compost facilities. So mm-hmm. yeah and uh, <clears throat> and these are the these are the these are the. Uh, end-to-end solution that Food Aid Foundation is uh, is working on right now, but in a in a more uh, a smaller scale, yeah, because um, that's where we need to uh, start to look into different approach and um, and stabilize our current operation. Hopefully, mm-hmm. there is no more crisis that happen and we can uh, go back to the normal operation and we can do a little bit more uh, uh, network and partnership, you know, with uh, like-minded people who are interested in looking into. Um, Food waste management to reduce the environmental impact, and at the same time, uh, who is also interested in social empowerment, you know, like through the uh, skill development courses and program that we want to do to help empower the the underprivileged people. Um, so we hope to tackle this two two uh, uh, impact environmental impact as in reduce uh, food waste and also uh, empowerment through social, yeah, social uh, skills development and all that. Um, so. Yeah, so that will be something that we 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 need to do because um uh the the I mean I mean I'm I'm not saying that we're going to have a lot more crisis and all that, but uh, mm-hmm. we just need to prepare for that. Yeah, so as a right, as, right. as a non-profit organization, we need to be very strategic in terms of our because we have very limited resources. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we can't we can't afford to to plan uh you know uh to have a have a massive you know a big plans you know uh but uh we got to work it in a more innovative and creative manner by working with uh partners 
by uh, by also um, doing a lot more uh, meaningful programs with corporate who are interested in in our mission, um, and hopefully from there uh, we can we can further you know we can we can serve the needy people a, a lot better. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was really insightful. Um, yeah. So as I you know um, understand, so because uh, to simplify what you said, so Food Aid Foundation is basically um, it operates like a food bank where you collect food, um, donations, and essentially distribute them to the needy and things like that. And um, I have a few questions, um, you know, deriving from your sharing this now. So you mentioned a little bit about. Um, Food security, especially on you know how important it is to make it accessible and also affordable. Um, uh, based on your like observation as well, um, how uh, what's how, like what's the level of awareness on that issue um, as you've observed among Malaysians and uh, and why do you feel that it's important to raise more awareness on it? Um, you mean food security? Yes. Okay. Um, First degree is it actually is a very very big topic. Uh, I'm trying to slice it down so that the listeners could uh, also, I mean this one you can off the record yeah. So um, <laughs> yes, trying to I'm trying to um, uh, make it uh, uh, simpler yeah. Okay, so um, if you remember, um, uh, I mean I mean as a as a as a normal as a as a layman right. Um, I think Mm-mm-mm. before COVID time. Uh, we hardly really think about food security, yeah. Right, right. For us, you know, food is like you know, it's it's uh, it's it's a given. You know, it's it's so essential that you know we even have problem. We have a trouble like what to eat. You know, we have mm. like ten choices. Uh, even you know, during lunchtime, you have ten choices. You don't know what to eat. You know. <laughs> yes, so yes. and and when pandemic hits, you know, we are we are we are limited by choice. Yeah. Uh. So so to to many of us uh, even to the b40 people yes they may not be able to uh, afford very uh, uh luxurious and a very nice meal but at least you know um on the on the essential food uh, i mean um they will consume the normal normal they can access and and they can they can choose to go for more affordable options you know even like rice they are they are different different uh, different price and different quality and all that uh mm-hmm. but as a, as pandemic hits um uh, just because uh, most of, I mean, because many people lost jobs, yeah, uh, especially mm-hmm. the people. Some of them they are earning uh, weekly wages, and some of them they are working odd jobs, you know, on on daily mm-hmm. wages. So mm-hmm. when pandemic hits, I think it's for, because of the economic reason, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people lost jobs. I mean, businesses are not open and all that. So, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and and uh, the good. I mean, some of them, they those who have savings, they can last for at least like three months or six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, from our records, we know the B forty and the marginalized people, they they could not even last for three months. You know, so um, with the rental and, and and electricity and with normal, I mean, all the all the living costs, um, if they do not have enough saving, that that will actually uh, cause a lot more uh, problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and imagine this pandemic has lasted about. Two years, two and a half years now, and yeah. uh, we can see that actually, uh, yes, some of them they they go back to work. Business has uh, resumed as as usual, uh, and unfortunately because of the inflation of price, yeah, with the food price. So you know that a lot of food uh, because of supply chain issue, um, and and on, even on the farming side, yeah. So um, if you recall, uh, in the month of uh, November, yeah, uh, we have uh, you know uh, I mean 
the, the, the vegetable prices have gone up so much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is also partly because uh, we don't have we have a, a very large shortage of labors, yeah, in Malaysia, not just in the farming and agriculture sector, but manufacturing and many other. Because when economy wants to, I mean, when when economy reopens, means the hiring, you know, they they um the all the all the sector need to need to hire more people. But mm-hmm. we are still have a shortage of uh, labor because we depend a lot on on foreign labors, yeah. So mm-hmm. as a result, the farm producers have actually uh, uh, reduced, yeah, because uh, there wasn't there was a lot of uncertainties uh, uh, during the pandemic time. So mm-hmm. it was a very large shortage of uh, supplies, and therefore, you know, um, uh, the price has gone up. So and and coupled with all this uh, supply chain issue, um, you know, it, so we we knew that the food prices has increased so much, and people could not afford, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we can only opt for. Uh, cheaper option or you know even a, a lot of uh, food has been I mean they can only afford a, a lot of them are like uh, processed food as well you know processed food I mean I'm not saying that it's, it's uh, totally not nutritious but Mm-mm-mm. again you know because of uh, uh, because of uh, uh, limited of choice yeah mm-hmm. and so there is no time for them to cook uh, a very nutrient nutritious base you know if you if you have to buy everything raw material that will cause a bomb to to a b40 family so then mm-hmm. they will cause a less nutritious food yeah so and the cycle will 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 begins you know because when you do not have enough uh, nutrient especially for growing children and all that Mm-hmm. And uh, then they will experience uh, 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 this amount. They, they they will be malnourished. Yeah. So so from there, it's also about nutrition uh, uh, safety, um, uh, security. Sorry, nutrition security. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, so it it is actually a lot more about economic factor uh, on on this uh, food security issue. Uh, but at the same time, it's also about awareness and knowledge. So we can't expect, you know, um, people who are, I mean, B40 people, they are already like working, you know, uh, and most of the time they, I mean, husband and wife, are, they have to work, you know, two or three jobs a day. So yep. from there, they do not have time to actually do uh, meal prep, yeah. And mm-hmm. the elderly people as well, uh, elderly people who stay alone, uh, you know, they, they can't, they can't really uh, uh, cook, right? So then mm-hmm. you have you know, buy food or, or you know, go to the soup kitchens and uh, and and get access to to, to food. Yeah. So this these are the these are the situation um uh, happens among among the uh the recipient or the B forty family that we are serving. So um, of course we are, we we thought that you know uh, we can't really uh get them rely on on our food aid. Yeah. Uh, for mm-hmm. long term. But sometimes you know when you look at them, you know, what other choice do they have? I mean, how 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 can we say that you know? Uh, let's not just feed them anymore, or or let's let's let let them not uh, rely on rely on food banks uh, so much. So mm-hmm. because there there is just no choice, you know. So mm-hmm. and uh, and the good thing is uh, during pandemic, especially with the white flag initiative, yeah, mm-hmm. there's so many so many people came forward. You can see that you know food banks are, are mushrooming around. These are the very good sign, you know. Malaysians are so kind, and you know during this kind of uh, uh, I'll call it another crisis, yeah, that uh, uh, and people came forward and and do the donation and all that, yeah. But um. But again, you know, that was of course during the that two to three weeks, if I'm not wrong, yeah. The white flag initiative lasted about about maybe close say a month, yeah. Uh, that mm. was a that was a really, uh, really a, a a challenging moment for most of the families. So, but 
after after that, you know, um, and all these food banks, uh, many of them, from what I from what I know, because um, uh, they they it is a lot more on the ad hoc basis, yeah, because of crisis, yeah, just right. like flood relief, right? So you you it's only ad hoc. The volunteering are only ad hoc basics, yeah. You send the food, you go and help to clean the house and all that, and afterward you will expect, you know, uh, the uh, the. The, the family will carry on with their life and resume as normal. Yeah, once they get their house fixed and all that. So, so for to run a food bank, um, for us, yeah, as Food Foundation, uh, we are here. We are here 365 days. So you know, it's it's always a a, a challenge and also uh, it's also our our mandate, yeah, to ensure that uh, our food uh will still reach out to we will still reach out to people who who really need it, not just during the crisis, but because of the uh, economic reason. Because of uh, you know the social social economic reason, I would say um, they couldn't afford or they do not have the knowledge or awareness on uh, on uh, eating nutritious food, and uh, and of course in terms of food wastage as well, there is so much of education that we still need to need to do in order to, to share with um, not just the the FMB industry but the household as well. How can we manage uh, food waste better? Yeah. Um, so these are the advocacy program that we 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 hope to do more so that uh, people understand and can contribute more. Not just uh, uh, sending food to food bank, but starting to you know uh, reduce waste uh, by themselves. Yeah. So Mm-mm-mm. yeah. Ideally, we hope that you know um, there's less and less uh, food waste. Yeah. Uh, mm. But again, it is not that easy because um, we know that in the in the in the manufacturing or even like food manufacturing industry, yeah, the entire supply chain issue is uh, we are looking into uh, economies of scales as well. So you need to actually pre- produce uh, 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 a lot more in order to to reduce your uh, cost of operation and all that. But again, you need to also manage in terms of the demand and also supply side. So to ensure that uh, uh, the food doesn't goes goes to waste. So um, we need we need a lot more uh, industrial approach as well to look into how we can uh, manage the food waste. Uh, but at the same time, we are we also need to keep the balance because we also have people who can't afford food, and we need more we need more resources because um, uh, it's either through the donated food or we have to um, try to as rescue as much as we can. So we need to mm. balance. This, uh, yeah. Mm. Right. So from what I gathered from you know what you've shared just now, um, because I was initially wondering, um, you know, how exactly how reliant are people. On food banks, you know, especially in, like in Malaysia, like what's the landscape in Malaysia in that regard? And you know, from from your sharing, I have had the idea that, especially from the B40 group, that mm. there is like a significant reliance on like food aid in food banks. So like, because um, ideally we do want to, like as you mentioned, we do want to start reducing, you know, this sort of reliance and stuff. But what you know, what more needs to be done to you know, uh, kickstart this like. Um, initiative or the effort towards reducing the reliance on food banks and other forms of like food aid. Do you think? Mm, they are. Uh, they are some community. Uh, I, from what I know, yeah, some some community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they are, they are working. Uh, they are, they are operate. They they actually do some of the uh, food sharing. Yeah, among the community, which is a good. Uh, good sign as well, uh, mm-hmm. and and they know that. Um, uh, what I know is there is there's company or I think community who actually started some food sharing uh, program among their community because logistic yeah you can't be like doing you know uh, a, a very large scale kind of uh, food waste uh, or food sharing activity mm-hmm. yeah in, in your mm-hmm. geographical 
you know, in KL especially, yeah, you don't want to beat the traffic just to send a pack of rice, right? So mm-hmm. what 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 I have what what I observe is that they are they are community driven approach on doing food sharing, which is one way I think is is good. Yeah, in a way, if the households or if they have a uh, uh, some system or some network they can do food sharing. Uh, I think that's one way to reduce the to, to reduce the waste and also help help uh, the the community around. Yeah, within mm-hmm. within a geographical region. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So of course we um we need a lot more. Yeah. We need a, a again. You know, it's it's like if I bring you back to like five six years ago. You know, when we talk about reduced plastic bag, it was so right. hard, isn't it? It was so hard, right? When mm-hmm. when the supermarket said that uh you know we no longer give you a plastic bag, and people got shocked. You know, they're still not used to it. And and now you see fast forwards. I think six seven years because I I was in a zero waste uh, movement as well, personally mm-hmm. yeah as a as a person who trying to reduce the plastic. So I think when I observe the entire uh, behavior of the society, right, it takes mm-hmm. about what seven eight probably ten years to really you know get rid of the plastic. Yeah, if I if I, <laughs> if I predict well. So so in terms of uh, so so then when I put myself into this context of how can we actually make uh, people really understand and practice about you know food waste reduction, I think again you know it's going to 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 be a a, a five maybe five to ten years or even I, I hope not not more than ten years yeah so sometimes mm-hmm. I felt that you know the pandemic maybe maybe is also a blessing of this you know in the sense that people start to aware that wow this is so much of waste that uh, that I'm mm-hmm. generating every year and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. now now that people start to realize that wow you know people are suffering they don't even have enough food to eat you know mm-hmm. so we're not saying that we try to paint the very uh, a sympathetic kind of a feeling, but that's the that's a real real uh, context that's happening on the ground. So mm. and we need to actually start uh, pushing this. I call it the agenda, yeah, the awareness, <laughs> so that um people are aware, so that they they even they become a more responsible consumer. Yeah, so yeah. this is in line with SDG goal number twelve, uh, responsible consumption and uh, production. So as a consumer ourselves, if 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 we are more aware about uh, what we consume and we only buy what we need and do not just hoard and hoard, you know, and and stuff our refrigerators and all, and uh, mm-hmm. sometimes we have to really control ourselves uh, when, uh, uh, you know, when we have this promotion, you know, buy two free one or buy three free <laughs> five, you know. So sometimes <laughs> yeah. we have to really think about, you know, um, uh, 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 do we really need it? And 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 of course, uh. Uh, at the same time, we also need to understand, um, you know, there's this product labeling, uh, we call it the either expired by or best before. So, um, so these are the awareness that we need to educate a lot more, uh, mm. yeah, because best before means actually you can, it is still safe to eat, especially dried product, yeah, when they are mm. dry. You can act, it can last very long so long as you uh, you know you don't get humidified yeah mm-hmm. so but sometimes maybe the taste you know uh is uh maybe you know uh it's not so crunchy or but they are still edible you see so rather than you discard it maybe you know you can uh, repurpose it either you you cook it I think most of the time our our grandmothers or even mothers yeah they're very creative in in making dishes that is uh you know even if they are best before. And uh, uh, even they are expired. But for product like dairies, you know, uh, uh, all these uh, these these are these are uh, not advisable, yeah, to to be repurposed. So so in in terms of uh, how can we handle, yeah, so so clearly these are the food safety and food handling practice. So if there are more consumers understand about 
um, you know, types of food that we can repurpose, that we can mm-hmm. accept. So, in a way, we are trying to reduce the waste that we send that to the bin, or, or maybe mm-hmm. we can do a coffee sharing. But again, um, this also brings me up to another another point of uh, if you're aware about uh, fashion waste. So, if you're aware about, uh, uh, you know, these days, clothes are so cheap, right? We call it yeah. the fashion. We call it the mm-hmm. fashion. So, if 20 years ago, uh, people used to donate clothing, clothes, yeah, to, to poor people. Yep. And unfortunately, this, uh, and, and now with fast fashion, the, the clothes are so cheap right now, you know. So, thanks to, again, when you come to supply demand uh, uh, issues of economies of scale, right. Mm-hmm. So, fashion designer or fashion, not designer, I mean, fashion manufacturer, they need to produce large amount of uh, a quantity in order to achieve the economies of scale so that they can sell cheaper, right? So that's economic mm-hmm. theory. So 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 now as a consumer we benefit from buying cheap clothing, right? So mm-hmm. and uh, and when we say fast fashion means uh, people throw away their 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 clothes uh, maybe you know after only five times, ten times away or maybe you know or after one year they will just you know imagine the amount of uh, fashion that we as a normal consumer buy and dispose. So now there's this uh, even until now, right? People are still uh, donating clothes, yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes they they, ne- they never ask what do the people want, and they just chunk all the old clothes uh, to uh, to the to the homes or to the B forty people. But do mm-hmm. you actually know that B forty people have so much of clothes already <laughs> because the the clothes are cheap, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, it's. It's not very neat based, I would say, yeah. So especially during the flood time, it was a really a, a eye and eye saw, you know. When you look at people are actually throwing the, the clothes, you know, like 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 like, like a like a big uh, 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 junk bin. So I I hope that you know we we will not need to go to that extent in when it comes to uh, food waste. Yeah. So mm-hmm. again, we do not want to. We we are also quite worried about you know um, uh, people donating you know uh, bad food. You know, or they just send uh, food that is uh, uh, not safe to eat. You know, or or mm. not nice anymore. You know, just just throw it to people. You know, just like just like the analogy of the fashion waste. You know, the how how mm. do you manage your fashion, your clothing? So so again, these are the balancing act that we need to manage and need to educate. So it, it's a challenge, but um, but I think it's it's worth. So perhaps uh, I always have this uh, uh, mind that you know we need to start educating uh, even the younger generation because I think I have more. Mm. More faith in younger generation. <laughs> all this yeah, uh, yeah. fashion waste, plastic waste, and 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 food waste. Yeah, and hopefully mm. through the younger generation, they will help to, uh, you know, uh, propagate this at home and tell their parents, tell their grandparents, you know, not to do this, not to not to hoard the food, not to hoard mm. the uh, plastic, you know, and not to hoard the fashion and all that. And then now, you know, we don't we don't hoard any food. So, well, if the awareness of being a responsible consumer increase. Then I think we can we can uh, we can be more efficient in terms of uh, uh, sharing the food, yeah. Uh, so mm. hopefully from there we will also do we will also achieve uh, more self sufficiency, yeah. Uh, mm. that, so self sufficiency means is food security, yeah. So hopefully that that uh, that's a, that's an ideal situation. So so um, I hope through the analogy of plastic and fashion waste, you know. We can somehow find a balance between food waste as well. How we can uh, encourage consumer to be more responsible, yeah, in terms of manage mm. their, their, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you were talking about um, repurposing food and like, um, you know, some food are still good after, you know, even after they're just before and even when they're expired and stuff like that. It kind of reminds me of my own experience because, like, um, you know, I'm currently like. 
I for work I have to move to you know I have to move away from my family so I have to be independent so that means I had I have to handle groceries by myself and especially now the grocery prices are like increasing mm. and stuff I always try my best to lessen the need to do grocery shopping so mm. I always buy food that I know will last long or can be frozen so I think like when you're talking about like repurposing dry food it kind of reminds me of what I did I do it mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we need more people like you yeah so, so I think that's why we say that yeah it's, it's a good I mean pandemic actually give us this uh, a wake up call yeah so that you know people try I mean I, I mean until now I don't go to grocery I still uh, order online yeah uh, so and then we try to manage our shopping list a lot better yeah because of uh, because you do not want to be uh, exposed yeah so much uh, in in a public area, right? Right. So right, in right. a way, I think it's more of like changing of a life, uh, a behavior. Yeah. So so behavior uh, change actually takes time. Like yourself, you know, because you you need to you need to be very independent right now. Uh, mm. So you know, and and of course you need to be also very conscious in terms of your budget and spending. So mm-hmm. so I think I think that's uh that that that's very good. I think we need a lot more people like you, yeah, to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, speaking of the pandemic, um, I was wondering because, like, because of the pandemic, a lot of like, you know, we have to operate a lot differently, even through work and stuff like that. So, I was wondering in terms of like service delivery, because you mentioned just now mm. earlier that you still operate three hundred sixty-five days a mm. year. So, mm. like, um, you know, did the pandemic like affect your service delivery in any sort of way? Yeah. Uh, in uh, so we 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 were at a very um. A blessed situation in the sense that, uh, um, you know, during pandemic, especially the first three months of lockdown, huh, mm-hmm. uh, everybody can't work, right? Especially in the yeah, hotel yeah. and restaurant. So what happens is that because our network are also from this F&B industry, and mm. these people, they actually came on board and become our volunteers. So mm-hmm. every day we have like, you know, uh, uh, 40 to 50 volunteers. Uh, come mm. to our place and doing all this uh, food packing and cooking. Yeah, so we have chefs coming from uh, uh, different different hotels. Yeah, they they join mm-hmm. us uh, to do, do the cooking. So um, during the pandemic, uh, thanks to all these volunteers, we were able to perform our service delivery. And at the same time, we got a permit from the authorized uh, party, and we mm. can still mobilize. So our volunteers, you know, with the with the per- I, I would call it the, the the letter authorization letter, we can still. Mm. Uh, go on the road and it was the best time because there was no traffic zero traffic at all so, <laughs> yeah. so well, it was even more efficient because uh, we can pick up and send food you know and, and in, in fact we achieved economies of scale during pandemic time because of the because there is no traffic at all on the road right. yeah and uh, and now when uh, when when business resumed right so now we're having problem with the traffic again you know so we we have become less less efficient and most of our uh, volunteers are back to work and business as usual mm. so mm-hmm. that's why we are falling back to our normal operation that uh, we rely on some of the regular volunteers who, regular volunteers who still come come to us uh, every 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 days or alternate days but the mm-hmm. uh, 40 50 because our services our service delivery has has reduced yeah because pandemic is uh, is almost over yeah and uh, and it does not really affect a lot because of um uh in fact we were we were more efficient yeah during the pandemic, um but one of the issues that we faced was um if you remember um the 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 pasar borong our our wholesale market was closed yeah because plaster mm-hmm. and all that so what happens is uh, uh the farmers produce don't stop right because they still need to far- they still need to harvest it, and yeah, what happens yeah. if the supply chain you know the on the wholesale side uh, uh broke down. So what happens is we actually got call from uh, uh, this uh, farmers association in Cameron Highlands. So we sent our trucks to Cameron to pick up uh, the vegetables and bring it down to KL here 
you know, uh, and we distribute to 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 our recipients. So at mm-hmm. least we try to we try to um, save, you know, the, the the vegetables that were not able to uh, 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 to to sell, yeah, uh, through mm-hmm. the wholesale chain. So that was that was some of the work that we do during during pandemic. Yeah, but now since uh, the wholesale market reopens, um, uh, and and everything back to normal, so we we don't really go and collect the waste uh, from from the farmer side anymore. Yeah, because uh, mm. again, yeah, we need to really work with uh, every party in order to achieve uh, to to make it more efficient and productive. Yeah, because we can't do everything ourselves. Yeah, so. Right. It go back. It goes back to normal. So what we do, our normal operation is we will pick up from supermarkets, pick up from the wholesale market, yeah. Uh, and because uh, we we are just part of the distribution chain, so we can't do everything because again, you know, cost really matters, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting how you always find like uh, sort of like a silver lining even in the midst of the pandemic, and I find that very like interesting, I guess. Mm. And um, do you mind sharing like like any like significant statistics like on the impact of a foundation like over the years or even especially during the pandemic even yeah mm, mm, yes um just to give you some uh, numbers uh, some statistics mm. yeah so so i have uh, we have some comparative numbers so, so in 2019 that was pre uh, pre covid time uh, pre pandemic mm. time uh we on a yearly basis we are rescuing uh, about 400 tons annual annually 400 tons mm-hmm. yes so that's pre pre covid time uh so in 20 uh, 2020 when when we have like three quarters of the year yeah uh doing uh, in the covid so we have right. actually grown three times so we are collecting oh, about wow. one yeah 1.1 1, uh 1100 ton yeah so oh, we wow. have grown three uh 2.8 i mean close close three times yeah so yeah, because of the uh, pandemic, yeah. So imagine that the amount of uh, the food and the work that we—that's why we say we are working 365 days and mm-hmm. with uh, about 40 to 50 volunteers uh, mobilizing around the food aid. And in in 2021 last year, uh, we have grown close to double of 2020. Yeah. Mm. So that means uh, 2,800 ton. Yeah. Oh. So from 400, yeah, from 400. To thousand and one, and then to two thousand eight hundred tons. Mm. Yeah, yes, that's like so. If you compare twenty twenty one with pre COVID, that's about seven times. <laughs> wow, that's very significant. <laughs> that's seven times. Yes. So and uh, and our warehouse, you know, we we it, it was crazy. It was crazy. We we don't do, we do not even have enough storage. So we set up a temporary canopy. Uh, mm-hmm. a, 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 a too large canopy, and that that's not enough. We even use, uh, we even you know uh, use up some of the cold chain facility. We even have uh, one container, uh, twenty four hours uh, aircon, uh, mm-hmm. cold chain facility just next to our place. Uh, the mm-hmm. good thing is during the pandemic because uh, our neighbors are all not working, right? So basically the whole whole industrial area, our office area is all occupied by food foundation. So that that's the best part, <laughs> yeah. So we have plenty of parking, you know, for all our volunteers. Uh, <laughs> And we don't even have enough facility to keep all this frozen food, and uh, and we also call out with uh, the cold chain supplier, you know, the logistics guys, and uh, we work with many industrial. Uh, uh, I mean, we, we were very blessed, yeah. During the pandemic time, we have all this uh, uh, storage and also cold chain facilities that we can house uh, temporarily, you know, all this food stock. And uh, mm-hmm. even last year December, we we received about eight containers, yeah, forty footer, mm-hmm. eight containers of uh, food. 
and uh, and uh, we we were shocked, and because our warehouse is so limited, so small, uh, but we are very thankful as well because our neighbors, because it's year end, right? So our neighbors' yeah. warehouse are not very full. So and then they came and offered us their their storage space. So between December to uh, I th- I remember it was before Chinese New Year. So we have mm-hmm. about six weeks to mobilize the, the, the storage and warehouse. So we uh, our, our neighbors are very kind. You know, our neighbors they do different jobs. They are, they are, because we are, we are located in a very small industrial area here. So they, mm. they do different, uh, small industrial, uh, work here. And they have space and we will just, you know, try to use up the space. So, so these are the, these are the, these are, these are some of the uh, short term, you know, ad hoc measure that we do when we have, you know, a, a sudden, sudden space, uh, a sudden, sudden, uh, supplies of all this food. So, and not only that, the loading and the unloading process is still mm-hmm. continuous. So basically all our volunteers, they, they are, they are not signing up gym membership anymore because just, they can just send <laughs> so, it's true. And, uh, and, and the, the, luckily, you know, it was the end of the year, December. Okay. A lot of people are yeah. clearing their leave. Some of our volunteers even took leave. You know, they want to clear the annual leave and they come and volunteer and do the loading and unloading. So you can imagine we need to unload first, yeah, from the, from the containers. And then we have to load it back to all the smaller trucks at that we uh, allocate to all the states in Peninsula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because our food is uh, there's just too much that uh, we need to actually because we we can't use our neighbor's uh, uh, warehouse for long term, right? So we need to mobilize mm-hmm. and send out all this food uh, within a very short period of time. So we send out all the uh, we we also work with KPDN uh, uh, trucks, you know, and also people came on came to us and, and, and uh, provide voluntary uh, logistics as well to help us to send to other states. So these are, I would say, is, is quite ad hoc, uh, but it, it, it's not stopping. It looks like um, the, uh, the cycle will come every three to, three to five months. So we always mm-hmm. need to prepare for, for this kind of, uh, you know, sudden spike in terms of uh, supply and to mobilize it uh, ASAP. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, it seems, yeah. It seems like you have a lot of interesting stories, especially during the pandemic. Because, yeah, it's, it's very interesting how, you know, the pandemic people thought that it will, like, really affect service delivery. But it's, it's always surprising to hear how, you know, organizations, they continue to benefit, not to say benefit from the pandemic, but it's like it really affects them positively in the most unexpected ways. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. Um, yeah, I was wondering uh, if people are interested in, like, taking part in, you know, Volunteering for Food Bank, uh, sorry, for Food Aid Foundation, how do they go about it? Okay, uh, we have, uh, we, we always welcome volunteers, uh, two types of volunteer. Number one is uh, time volunteering. So if you have time, you can always uh, come here. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a, we have a form on our website uh, that you can sign up yeah, with us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you already have some certain schedule or time that you think that you want to come, you can just drop, an e- drop us an email and let us know what is the schedule that you would like to volunteer. Just come over and help us to do some of the uh, food sorting. You know, every day we rescue food. So we need help in terms of sorting, in terms mm. of uh, uh, data entry and all that. Uh, when 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 we have a cooking event or we have programs, you know, you can also help at the kitchen kitchen area. We don't really have cooking events every day, but it depends on the project and companies uh, who sponsor the cook. Mm-hmm. So um and and you can join as a as a cook uh, as a as a helper. 
Um, that's on in terms of uh, volunteering your time. Yeah. Uh, the second type of uh, volunteering we are looking at is actually more on skills volunteering because we believe that you know by volunteer or even internship, yeah, it can also be done digitally or work from home basis. You know, so we always need help to you know uh, in terms of maybe digital uh, uh, marketing, social media, copywriting. You know, or or to uh, I also need help. You know, someone who can help us to make a better annual report for my uh, 2022. You know, so all sorts mm. of skills that you uh, uh, that you can still work from home, yeah, without uh, coming physically to Fuei Foundation. Um, and of course, there are also other types of volunteering, as in maybe you can generate, uh, you can also uh, organize food drive among your company. Uh, uh, it can be a, a, a among the company, as in a, a staff employee. Or even mm. you can even uh, look into food drive among your associates, like your uh, customers. You know, uh, so we have also a company who actually pledge fund. Uh, you know, depending on how much uh, customers or uh, like a pay forward, yeah, or maybe certain percent of uh, of the of the uh, uh, of the of the goods sold or the product and services, uh, some percentage or some maybe you know one ringgit or or twenty cent, fifty cent goes to Food Aid Foundation. So those are the donation of food drive. Food drive means um, you can actually organize. Uh, even we have university students, yeah, to do food drive. Uh, basically, uh, they have uh, they organize it and then. Um, They will collect the food and、mm. we will pick it up. We will pick it up and we will distribute to to other other places to the beneficiary. We have programs that even recently we have、uh, we also join participate in a treasure hunt,、uh, mm-hmm. whereby the treasure hunt participants you know, we run activity that we put in some of the food waste uh, uh, food waste issue knowledge you know、uh, mm-hmm. in, in the treasure hunt activity activity and.、Uh, And this participant, they also need to buy, you know, like the essential food, you know,、uh, in order to complete the the race, yeah, the treasure hunt、uh, race. And and from there, we also get、uh, get food donated to to some of the、uh, refugee center. So there's、uh, many ways of uh, 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 volunteering, yeah, I would say. So I, from time I, time volunteering,、uh, skill volunteering, or to organize some food drive or even donation drive. It can be in the food form or it can be、uh, in a in a financial form because we know. That、uh, to handle the food logistic may be a problem, you know, to to、mm-hmm. communicate. So、mm-hmm. uh, and all this,、uh, even in the financial financial donation drive,、uh, mm-hmm. we we will be very transparent in terms of you know how much that we collect from the organization or the or the group, and then、mm-hmm. going to spend in terms of like how many food bags or how many、uh, how many packs of cooked meal that we send to send to the recipient. So th- all these are. All these are all these are, are, are in a in a, a transparent and a, is a is a、uh, in a in a our our corporate um uh, because we need we need to do a lot of reporting as well to ensure、mm-hmm. that monies are well spent yeah、mm-hmm. uh, and of course um because we are very accountable as well to all、mm-hmm. the support and sponsorship uh given by individuals and also corporate yeah、mm. okay okay um right thanks for sharing. Uh, as my final question for you, since we are unfortunately reaching towards the end of the episode,、okay. um, do you have any future plans,、uh, you know, for Food Aid Foundation that you'd like to share with us? Oh yes, certainly.、Um, I think in the last、uh, almost like forty minutes, I spoke about what we have currently doing, right?、Mm-hmm. So future、mm-hmm. plans, uh, uh, we we are charting ourselves to、um, to hopefully do more empowerment uh, programs. Uh, so we'll be actually doing a lot more.、Um, this uh, we call it.、Um, Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, empowerment program means、uh, we are we are we are going into to do more community driven kind of empowerment.、Uh, mm-hmm. Number one is we want to do a lot more awareness about nutrition.、Uh, how can we make 
affordable nutrition food, yeah, mm-hmm. even from uh, very very uh, cheap uh, uh, raw materials, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and but we want to make sure that we can educate and and uh, uh, share with them the importance of nutrition because uh, mm-hmm. we want we want we want especially the younger generation and also the elderly people to mm-hmm. understand the importance of uh, nutrition. Of course, we will focus more on affordable uh, food ingredient, yeah, because this mm-hmm. is what we can afford. Number two, we will also be doing. Um, a culinary program as in we want to offer uh, F&B skills and entrepreneurship skills to people who are interested in uh, uh, food business. Yeah, So mm. we want to first uh, empower them with the right skills and mm-hmm. secondly, we are also looking into entrepreneurship. So um, we are getting our, because we just got sponsorship of a food truck. So we're going mm-hmm. to try out, we're going to try out some, uh, uh, we are not just teaching them, you know, how to cook. Right. We will also teach them about business model, about marketing, about you know uh, dif- designing different kind of menu and recipe, and mm-hmm. how can you uh, develop more economic skills in terms of the you know product that you that you want to sell. You can either mm-hmm. uh, use the food truck concept, or we're going to also empower you with uh, to try out with the you know the garai concept, the hawker concept. Um, mm-hmm. You can try out, or even as a as, like for example, like the single mom. So we have uh, baking classes for single mom because we know that. Uh, a single parent they can they can't work outside they can't even run business outside like running a food truck but they mm-hmm. can actually uh, uh, cook and or bake from home and that's mm-hmm. when we can uh, we can also come up with a platform you know uh, we are coming up with a platform that we help them to sell the product through some of the corporate uh, uh, corporate sales as well so mm-hmm. so these are the these are the uh, empowerment program that we will be uh, doing uh, for the community and uh, on the third part is that uh, we are looking into more digitalization. So in a sense that because we are also mobilizing resources uh, all over the country, right? So we mm-hmm. we, we are going to uh, digitize a lot more of our communications about uh, our supplies and mm-hmm. also coordination uh, nationwide. So these are the digital uh, digital uh, process that we we hope that we want to do a lot more and it can be more synergistic as well with other uh, non-profit and, and uh, organizations and uh, passionate volunteers and individuals uh, around the country. Yeah. So hopefully mm. with digital system, I think we can be more efficient in terms of mobilizing, collecting, distributing our food resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing that we'll be, we'll be doing in the next, hopefully, two to three years. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, I look forward to that. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yeah. I guess people can be up to date with you of you know what what your future plans are through the website I'm assuming. Uh, future plans not yet. We hardly communicate on the on the uh, because we are still developing it and we are doing a lot of pilot run right now. Uh, and, uh, okay. yeah. Some some of it which are already uh quite um I would say ready to market. Uh, then we mm. will put it on mostly on our 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 social media. So check out our social media. I think most of the current progress is more. Uh, we are more active on social media. Uh, mm-hmm. corporate website will be uh, a lot more corporate. Yeah, whenever mm. we have. Uh, some major, uh, major programs or even like a press release and all that uh, from mm-hmm. from our sponsors. Then we'll put it put it on our website. So um, yeah, you can check out both sites, yeah, website and also social media. Yeah. Okay, great to know. All right, so we have reached the end of our episode. So um, thank you very much for joining me in this conversation. I greatly enjoyed it, and I hope that um, you know our listeners feel the same way. So before we end things off, do you have any like final remarks? for us well yes um uh, <laughs> yes yes i think let's uh 
let's let's uh, do our part yeah to become mm. a responsible consumer first by looking into you know how we can uh, how we can uh, be better in terms of our consumption behavior and mm. at the same time if you are a producer you are a restaurant owner hotel owners or even food manufacturers retailers uh, mm, mm, mm. Let us know. Contact us. You know how we can help you to uh, manage. Yeah, in terms of uh, helping you to uh, manage the surplus food, and so that we will we will send it to the people who need it most. And mm. if you are people, you are foodies. You know, you are you are uh, you you like to <laughs> play around with R and D food recipes. Um, mm, mm. You are nutritionist, dietitian. Please. Uh, uh, come to us. You know we need your help, and uh, to look into you know how can we make, uh, how can we repurpose or how can we make a better nutritious meal and 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 help the society. I think we can't do this alone. We need we need mm. a lot of ideas and resources. So join us and uh, let's be uh, more responsible uh, consumer and uh, producer moving forward. Thank you. All right. So, um, to any of our listeners who are interested in taking part or being part of its foundation in any sort of way, please feel free to contact them as well. So, um, thank you as well to our listeners for tuning in, and I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye bye. Bye bye. And that was today's episode. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and leave a review. It would mean a whole lot to us. You can also head over to our website, thundercode.org, to gain access to our free digital resources. See you next time!